to UC Today with me, David Dungay. I'm here today with Joe DeBall, the VP of Sales of Americas at EPOS. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, David. Very good. Excellent. Well, today, Joe, we're going to be talking about uh, the education sector. I'm really excited to see some of the innovation and uh, you know some of the ways you've been helping education establishments get through this this tough period. But before we get into that, can you give us a bit of a, a bit of a background on yourself and uh, EPOS? Sure. Uh, I am a longtime um, technology executive. Uh, currently, as you said, VP of Sales for the Americas and the Enterprise Group within EPOS. Um, and, uh, you know, happy to participate in, in this uh, uh, video. Excellent. So um, the last 12 months has been, uh, you know, a bit of a transformative uh, 12 months for a lot of industries, uh, not least the education sector. Anyone uh, with children will, uh, you know, confirm this with the, the advent of this, the new word, uh, home, home learning, uh, which I think we'd all as parents would rather forget. But from your perspective, Joe, uh, how have you seen that education landscape evolve over over the last year or so? Yeah, I said that's a big question, obviously, uh, and uh, we're all we're all uh, connected to it. I would say the educational sector has been the one most affected, uh, one of the most affected by the pandemic. Obviously, lots of changes. As a father of three uh, and a brother to a few educators, uh, I have a front row seat to the changes. Um, lots of changes, obviously. Some some. Um, difficult and some promising, I, I would say. Um, the educational system has been through lots of challenges. I think the numbers are 1.6 billion students at the height of the pandemic from 129 countries basically could not go to classrooms. So that that's about a big as, an impact as you can see. Um, and obviously we had to figure out uh, remote learning, home learning, as you suggested, as well as uh, hybrid learning. Uh, as time went on and we began to open up as different countries began to open up. So lots of changes there. Uh, and the good news is that we have uh, leaned on technology to try and solve the problem uh, with uh, Microsoft and uh, Unified Communications and so forth. And our role in that is uh, the audio side. So uh, we've seen a lot of changes and many of the uh, technologies that have been kind of moving along slowly are now being accelerated by the pandemic. Um, and, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of part of that. And so we hope to be part of the solution as we move forward. Well, you, you mentioned there, uh, Joe, hybrid learning. Um, I think uh, as industry participants, we've all heard the, the hybrid working, um, you know, uh, uh, rhetoric, if you like, but uh, hybrid learning, perhaps not getting as much airtime in this industry as it should. Uh, what, tell us a little bit more about hybrid learning and uh, the role, I guess, um, EPOS is playing within that and, you know, how technology is helping children uh, in the classroom or outside of the classroom participate. Yeah, okay. So, so we have hybrid working uh, and the the educational side of that is is the hybrid learning. And it's very similar, obviously. And you could argue it's actually more important uh, than, than hybrid working uh, because the constituents are children uh, as opposed to uh, adults. Uh, what we're seeing is obviously a, a, a move towards figuring out how to teach and engage, uh, particularly and engage is an important point, how to teach and engage um, uh, students remotely, not in the classroom. 
and then the combination of some students in the classroom and some students being home, uh, my, my educator siblings would say that it's really, really hard to keep students engaged. There's lots of distractions uh, to do that. And the younger they are, the more distractions they're, they're affected by. So uh, I would say that we're definitely seeing a move like the corporate world into hybrid learning. And I suspect that as the, as the pandemic and the effects pandemic wear off, we're going to continue to see uh, pieces of the hybrid learning going forward. And a lot of the advances that the technology has been forced to deliver will continue on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, can you talk about some of the um, specific issues? Obviously, EPOS, uh, renowned as an audio specialist well, globally, um, you know, what, what are those specific issues are, are, you, are you addressing in, in that environment right now? Yeah, so um, the kind of the three main pieces of the hybrid learning or the remote learning would be a video, audio, and content sharing, right? So you're, you're seeing people, video, um, you're hearing people on the audio side, and then also your content sharing. In the case of education, it's, it's uh, um, teaching tools and so forth from, from teachers. Um, and uh, so on our side, uh, a lot of times the video and the content sharing get a lot of the attention, but the audio is kind of the piece there that makes all three work together. And uh, there's many, many studies that, that have, have zeroed in on, you know, 50% of the teachers say that keeping students engaged uh, and student participation are the biggest problems they have. And that makes sense. And I've heard that from my, my teaching siblings. Now, the other thing is that uh, the uh, other research we've, we've uh, uncovered is 35% of students at any moment in time feel frustrated, 25 have experienced stress, and 15 feel embarrassed or lack of confidence, particularly due to audio. So as you can tell, I mean, without quality audio, even with high quality content sharing and video, there's a high degree of distraction. So in our view, all three have to fit closely together in order to make sure that the students and the teachers and the teacher's aides and the, and, and the, the constituents involved uh, are all keeping high quality attention. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, in terms of the devices as well, there's a huge range of uh, you know audio devices out there, um, you know, for people to to uh, to use in this in this scenario. But I mean, what what kind of devices are making the difference when it comes to education? Uh, interestingly, yeah, good question. So what we're finding is one speakerphones, uh, part of our our. Uh, DNA is is audio, obviously, and so we have a series of speakerphones. And so speakerphones are used in the classroom, where you might have uh, half the students in the room and, and then half the students uh, remote. And then a teacher will often have a headset, like the one I have on my head now, uh, to speak to the folks who are remote, and then the the students who are interacting with their their um, fellow students over the speakerphone. So we've seen that that combination. And also we've seen uh, a move towards wireless um, headphones where you have teachers moving around a classroom, uh, you have students and or teachers at home moving around a room rather than sitting uh, in one place all day. So I would say that combination of speakerphone, uh, high quality headsets, and then um, wireless headsets to allow for people moving around would be the 
the three big areas that we've seen um, uh, traction. Yeah. Okay. And um, the education sector. I mean, it's uh, it's not always known for a sector that has uh, got a lot of budget to spend on on things such as technology. You know. Um, is he still finding the sector is struggling for, for, for budget in these areas? What are you seeing from a spend point of view? Uh, yeah, that, 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 that sector has always had trouble. I, I've, been a, uh, I've been a property taxpayer for a long time. I get what an education uh, supporter. So uh, what we are seeing, though, is uh, a, a use of that technology uh, price points that b begin to uh, fall as as we get more people using the technology, so you get economies of scale. So we're finding an interest in higher quality technology, uh, more choices from vendors like EPOS and others, and uh, and then more. I, I would say more uh, kind of thought towards who needs what. Like teachers might need higher quality uh, headsets. Students might bring headsets from home. Uh, and because our speakerphone or headset is higher quality, often, even though the, the quality is not high on the student, you still get an increased uh, level of, of, of quality there. So each uh, educational system is struggling to uh, come at, deal with a lot of the issues related to the pandemic and, um, and, and budget being one of them. But I think the technology is actually helping that. And we've seen, we've seen many, many more uh, school systems and educational uh, entities starting to get uh, deeper into using this technology more effectively. Yeah, it's, uh, well, it's, it's, it's great to see, uh, you know, the, the technology being used effectively. And I, I have children myself and, uh, you know, they're, they're teaching me things about technology, which, uh, is, which, which is great. Uh, <laughs> so, um, Joe, tell me, you know, the year ahead, 2021, you know, what, what are you excited about um, from a technology standpoint? Um, you know, what, what's really sort of, uh, high, what are the highlights for you this year, do you think? Uh, I guess all of corporate uh, world and also the educational sector is interested in how is this thing going to play out, right? Work from yeah. home, hybrid work, how is it going to play out? And in our case, how can we help? How can we participate in that? with partners like Microsoft and others that we work with to kind of build out the bundles of technology that people need. So we're, we're interested to see, as everybody else is, how um, uh, corporations, people, families, um, uh, communities actually figure out how, the, how they're going to work through this. And obviously, there'll be a lot of variation there. And uh, what we're looking for is how we could participate and use our technology to accomplish that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully uh, we're all sort of, you know, back to our, our normal lives fairly soon. But uh, Joe, look, I think that's a, a great place to end. Uh, thank you so much for joining me today and I wish you well. Thank you, David. And thank you for watching. Be watching me, David Dungay, on UC Today. If you like today's conversation, please give us a like and a share on social media. That's it for me. Thanks for watching.